Hi, Honeymooners. Natasha and I are coming to a city near you. And we'd love you to come see us and support us doing live stand-up comedy. As for me, I'm going to be going to the Comedy Club on State in Madison this very weekend for five shows. I love that club. I'd love to see you there. I'll also be at the Troubadour for the Netflix is a Joke Festival on May the 12th. That's just one night, one show, just me. But Natasha and I are going to be doing a live Endless Honeymoon podcast taping for the Netflix is a Joke Festival on the 4th of May. Then I'm going to the Punchline in Philadelphia. That's in July. Would love to see you there. I'm going to be going to the Punchline in Sacramento in August. And I'll be going to the DC Improv uh, the weekend before the election, before we figure out what hell we hath wrought. Come see me at any of those dates. Oh, yeah, one more. I'll be at the Bell House in New York on July the 11th. I'd love to see you there, New York City. Natasha, you got anything? Why don't you come see me in Brea? If you live in Orange County, I think that's Orange County. I don't even know, but come to Brea. I'll be there in April. I'll also be at the Chicago Improv in April. And if you can't see me in Chicago, why don't you come to Tempe in May? Tempe, Arizona. I'll also be in Boston, but that's not till October. I think I might take the summer off. Go to NatashaLegero.com. Or MosheCasher.com. And get some tickets. To see the both of us. And also make sure that you come to our Patreon-supported Dinner party this Sunday. That is on St. Patrick's Day. What else are you doing? It is a dumb holiday. I'm sorry. If you are not yet a member of the tier that gets you into the dinner parties, go ahead and upgrade. Upgrade that. You could downgrade afterwards. I mean, we don't have real rules. Order your corned beef and cabbage from the local pub. DoorDash that shit to your house. Yep. Log on. 6 p.m. Come mess with us. It's a really great way. Pacific. To connect to the community of the Endless Honeymoon Podcast and also to connect to your lovely hosts. Welcome to the Endless Honeymoon Podcast Secret Secret Dump. Dump. It's another secret dump coming at you live the day after the presidential debates. Our world is in chaos. The vice presidential debates. Yo, the... The president, why didn't she just say, it was crazy. The president has (laughs) COVID-19. The president (laughs) and all of his aides have (laughs) COVID-19. And then they were arguing about his disaster. I don't mean to laugh. I'm just saying. (laughs) They were arguing about his disaster, his pandemic. irony that. that It was crazy. They kept arguing about his, how well they had dealt with the (laughs) pandemic. And I'm just like, he's got the virus. By the way, by the time this episode comes out, Mike Pence might have the virus. (sighs) I don't like talking politics on this podcast that much, but it is so crazy. Like, what a a capper. And now Chris Christie is in the hospital. I was just thinking, he's still in the hospital, Chris Christie. I was just thinking, it's like a movie where the henchman of the gang, you know, the most likable one of the whole gang, he's the one that dies first. Like, he... It, this is all so depressing. Everything is depressing. Yeah, I know. Oh, I'm wait. That's usually your line. Well, I think things are getting accelerated or something. I think the motherfucking COVID nineteen is getting accelerated. I mean, I'm starting to think like, okay, all right. Obviously, like Donald Trump is not doing a very good job of social distancing. I mean, the guy came back, fucking hopped up on roids pulled his mask off like Mussolini and was just like, I am cured. I mean, what fucking reality <laughs> are we living in? Like, like at some point... He does seem robust. At some point, like, 
even the Trump supporters have got to be like, this is a little much, <laughs> right? It's got to be. I mean, this is wild times that we're living in. But anyway, it's also bizarrely surreal. I'm wondering, I do, I, I was curious, if there are any Trump voters that are out there, I honestly, uh, if you listen, if you're listening to the podcast, prop, I don't know how many we have. I'm sure there are some. Call it and leave a secret. And is there a part of you that would be relieved if he lost? Like, just because it's like the onslaught, like not even, okay, yeah, you don't get your political destiny fulfilled or whatever. And like the libtards win, but like the, the daily pressure from both sides of just like, I hate this person. I hate this person. Or I hate the libs. I just, it, it just feels like, isn't there a little part? Like I was thinking about that while watching the debates last night. Like Mike Pence is an odious toad, you know, like his politics are just like, to me personally, just poisonous but like he him as president just at least on an emotional level would feel less like at daily agony i mean obviously the policies create real politique agony and every you know that, that that's a whole that's a different conversation but just like the daily like vib- vibratory agony that's what i thought kamala should have said she i thought she should have said now if i was in the debate she should have said, I hate every part of your politics, Mike. But if you were pre- running for president, it would be a different conversation. You know, at least like, at least like I could count on things feeling like slightly in the realm of normal, even though like you're literally uh, like a, a regressive toad. <laughs> she should have said all this stuff. Anyway, what I don't like talking politics that much on this podcast because it's a respite. I hear you. But what do you think? What are you feeling? Talk to me. Um, I just really liked hearing Kamala Harris talk to Mike Pence in a very dominant way because... You like a dominant woman. Well, it just made me... It reminded me of like the times that I've had to do that and how hard it is and I felt like a little bit of kinship or something. Really? Yeah, because it's really hard to stick up for yourself as a woman. I don't no, know. it's not. No, I just mean like there's always going to be someone your whole life. Like, no. anyway... You know what I mean? No, I, I, I know you're kidding. I know <laughs> you're kidding. A joke. No, I like that you. I think it's not a laughing matter, Moshe. Oh, I'm so sorry. But I do think there's something powerful to what you're saying. Like, and you know, that's the argument about like re- how representation matters. You know, uh, you know, and, like seeing yourself, mm-hmm. seeing your kind or whatever, is powerful. And that is why I was a Bernie Sanders supporter. Because <laughs> Jew, Jew on Jew. Okay, well, let's. Can we hear some secrets, please? Wait, I had something else, but okay, yeah. You know what? Let's hear some secrets. Listen, we're in the middle of a very bizarre time in in life and in history, and in one month, we're gonna find out what comes next. And no matter what happens next, life will go on. We will be alive. That cannot be doubted. Great. Let's hear some secrets. Let's do it. Hi guys. Here's my secret. Um, my husband called me one day in the middle of the day and was talking about my vibrator charging on my nightstand. And, um, I was like, what are you talking about? I definitely did not leave my vibrator charging on the nightstand in the middle of the day. So we figured out that our 15 year old that's at home doing high school scheduled herself a little break and, um, was using my vibrator. So my husband was uh, mortified and he's like, you have to talk to her. This is disgusting. Um, So I told him that I talked to her and she 
wasn't going to use my vibrator anymore. But that's really awkward. So I just bought a vibrator and hid it somewhere where she would snoop and find it. And um, he thinks that I told her not to use my vibrator and I just, I guess, hid a new one for her to use. So I don't know. I guess it's weird. Thanks. Bye. Isn't this the plot to that Netflix show, Cuties? Oh, my God. Well, first of all, here's the problem. I like what she did. I just think it should be maybe a united front with the family. Like, you guys should maybe... Oh, the father and mother should come in and say, Honey... No, but I think that telling... We've got you a gift, and it's got holes in it like it's a puppy, but then they open it, and it's a vibrator. If you told me you explained something to her, and then you were lying, I would be mad. I'll tell you what the real problem with this whole... First of all, the real problem is is that the QAnon people are going to hear this secret and come (laughs) after us. But we don't support this. But... The real problem here is you're not thinking in the mind of a 15-year-old that's snooping. She still thinks she got away with it, right? So what she's going to do is she's going to open the drawer. She's going to see the unopened vibrator. She's going to go, oh, I'll get caught if I use that one. I'm just going to go back to the one that's got mom juice on it. And she's going to go back and use yours again. So the problem here is that you didn't have the conversation because you're afraid but also that your solution isn't going to be a solution. Now now you're going to have an unopened vibrator. Then you're going to open that one and be like, okay, well, I'll open it. Then she's going to be using both. She's so going to be toggling back and forth. You're going to get cross-contamination. Wait, here's a question, Moshe. Do you think, as because you had a very liberal mother, do you think as a mom she should t- sit her kid down and talk to her about sex and feeling good, and if she wants to get a vibrator, she'll get her one, but just don't use mine? I have no comment. I mean, what would you do? What would I do as a father? Or like, what would you tell me to do oh, you're if we saying were in if, this if, situation? If I, okay, I get what you're saying. If I had a son and I yeah. came home and my pocket pussy was on the mantle, <laughs> what would I do? Would yeah, I say, what would you do? I would de- definitely talk to my son and say, son, I would say, Colin, that is daddy's pocket pussy. You can tell because it's re- it's an extra hairy one, you know, but I'll buy you a pocket pussy. In fact, we'll go to the ballpark. We'll, we'll catch a Dodgers game. I'll buy you a Dodger dog, and then I'll take you over to um, to uh, what's that place on Hollywood on Santa Monica? Jumbos. No, what's that sex Cheetahs? shop? Cheetahs. Oh, you know they used to have a comedy show there. Anyway, who cares? The Hustler Store. Nah, there was like a sex. There was a comedy. Anyway, whatever. The Pleasure Chest. Okay. <laughs> take you on down to the Pleasure Chest. I'll buy you a gallon of lube, and I'll buy you. I'll buy you. Uh, I'll buy you Bel- a Belladonna mold. Is this real? Really, what you would tell him? Yeah, I, I would. Yeah, I would say you can't use that anymore. I, first of all, I'll, I'll be honest. I would throw my pocket pussy away. <laughs> I don't think I would feel comfortable. But and then I would. Yeah, I would, I would. If it was a son, I would sit him down and I would say, "You can't use other people's masturbation toys." But here, I'll buy you one if you need one. I guess. What are you supposed to do? I don't know. It's hard. That's why I kind of liked her spirit. Yeah, I love the spirit. My mom never talked to me about sex. I figured it out though. And look at you now. You're a straight freak. <laughs> Mom, if you're listening, that's not true. I, she is. No, Darlene, <laughs> if you're listening, Natasha is a straight up sexual freak, an animal. Stop it. No, you are. Stop you're it. You're an animal. You're into stuff I never even heard of before. Stop. I'm being serious. <laughs> Some of the stuff you said scared me and I didn't, I, not in a good way. All right, let's take another secret. Wait, before we get into that, Darlene, <laughs> Legera. I mean, honestly. 
stop. It's not true. Piss play, edge play, <laughs> shit play. It's freaky. Okay, let's take not a, what I'm into. Let's take a secret. Hi, Natasha and Moshe. Uh, my secret is like half secret and half advice. Um, whenever I'm on a walk in my neighborhood, when I see like a police strike flag or a Trump sign or like a car with one of those stickers, um, I always write the address of their house down in my notes, but I don't really know what to do with all of these addresses. I like, I really want to vandalize it, but I'm also scared that these people, uh, have guns. So I just have like this list of Trumpy addresses, but I'm not really sure what to do with it. Um, yeah. Okay. Thanks. Great. This is a great, a, a, a well thought out plan. <laughs> Yeah, because when you want to do like a uh, large scale harassment and vandalization, uh, um, sorry, 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 sorry. No, what's it called? Wait, sorry. That means an attack. One of the main things you're going to want is an uh, evidence based list of all of the places in your <laughs> notebook, like so that the p- police have no doubt who did it and where they went. Yeah, what is your plan? Yeah. I don't like this plan. Yeah, how about I got a plan? Take the addresses out, throw them in the garbage can, and give to political causes that you believe in. Or if you really want to take some revenge on somebody, we know a German shepherd breeder in the Los Angeles area. You could. <laughs> I don't know how she votes, but can't be good. I just think that revenge, <clears throat> anything like that, is uh, bad for you, bad for your soul. What do they say? Your... Resentment is a. Uh, Drinking poison, hoping the other person will die. I guess just, but that's maybe naive to say because how how do you you know how how can you fight it? Not like that. Yeah. Not no, with a I list know. of addresses. Here's what you should do: <clears throat> you should go to each of those addresses and bring them an edible arrangement. <laughs> now, edible arrangement is a great uh, company that creates hand cut fruit bouquets, uh, and everybody loves them. Get the chocolate dipped pineapples. <laughs> I recommend that. And give your enemies the gift of fruit. All right, let's take one more. Hey, Moshe. Hey, Natasha. So this never really occurred to me as being a secret until I heard so many other secrets about it. But I'm going to have to go ahead and confess today that my sexual awakening was also to a This has to stop. This... It was one of his earliest things that he did. It's called Once Bitten. It was a vampire movie. And I feel like it was maybe with Lauren Hutton. <laughs> But he was not, and this was pre- Who I think he married. Color. I feel like he went by James Carey, possibly. <laughs> but my sister and I used to watch it all the time. And he was the cutest boy I had ever seen in my life. I was just a little girl, and I couldn't even believe that they made boys like this. He was so cute and dreamy and a vampire. And oh my gosh, just even thinking about it. So it didn't even occur to me that that was some kind of a sexual awakening until I heard all these other women confessing. But I suppose that's what it was. So there you go. Jim Carrey's got some sort of magic hoodoo spell he casts on little girls all over the world. Have a great day. I can't, I can't, I can't believe this. (laughs) If you're not... It's not his fault. No, if you're not caught up, guys... I'm sure most of you are, but for those of you that are just new to the Endless Honeymoon podcast, this is probably the ninth woman who said that a Jim Carrey <laughs> film was her sexual awakening on the Secrets Hotline. I just don't understand it. And this wasn't even like 
uh, cable guy or like or, no, or the. This is a deep cut. Wait, but, I thought she was gonna say Fire Marshal Bill. But the girls were staying with their favorite movie. Remember, they keep waking us up. Right. To that Jim Carrey movie. They were watching Ace Ventura. They love Ace Ventura, and they know they know it by heart. We don't know if it's. Oh, but this is weird. We have to get Jim Carrey on this <laughs> podcast, even for five minutes. We have to. Or at least his publicist. Well, I think he's like a cute boyish guy with really fun kid energy. You who... know who else is cute? Channing Tatum. Uh, James Franco. Uh, Ryan Gosling. No, but he has... Joey McIntyre. Fun kid Ricky energy. Ricky Schroeder. I mean, it's no one else is getting this kind of treatment on the Secrets Hotline. I hear you. What's going on? I don't know. Maybe... Someone should make a podcast about it. Man, we got, you know, we should do is a breakout podcast, like, you know, serial, you know, Mm -hmm. like a investigative journalism (laughs) podcast, about like a nine part series (laughs) where we get to the bottom of Jim Carrey's sexual charisma. I have a feeling Jim Carrey wouldn't appreciate that uh, documentary. Well, he's going to come on the podcast. I can feel it. Okay. I'm going to get to him. I'm going to get to him. If you don't think I will, somebody stop me. Okay, well, let's go because I have a child to attend to. You have a child? Yes, I do. You know what? I know that child. It was a love child, and I had it with you because of one reason and one reason only. I love you. I love you too. (laughs) 